Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. Uh, I'm Alex Gore. I'm here with our other host, Lance Psycho. Uh, is the actual title of this, How to Win Without Winning? It is. Look at that. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. Before we get into that, we have some quick promotionals. Um, p- please listen to this because I think there's going to be some value in some of these. Oh, yeah? Yep. Hit us. Hit us. Here we go. That was a start to yeah. start. Is it Monday? No, it's Friday. Uh, BIM content should be free, and you shouldn't have to give up your personal data in exchange for it. That's what ArcCat believes. ArcCat offers data-rich objects, families, and systems for free and without registration to sweeten the deal. You can download these files in the last four editions of Revit. That's right. In SketchUp format or DWG, go to ArcCat.com today and enjoy the freedom. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. All right. A lot of people think whenever you're purchasing stuff, yep, anything, that isn't just food, but... I mean, if you wanted to be technical, you could relate it down to food. But anything that's going to better yourself, what is the return on investment? The return on investment. Um, we have two courses. I think the return on investment is exceptional, right? Uh, but I think there's a, I think you should be looking for more than that, right? Because this is how me and you think. So um, it's RevitRocketShip.com and Architect to Builders course. So Revit Rocket Ship teaches you Revit, but teaches you from a construction standpoint and teaches you principles. Architect to Builders uh, shows how you can trans, uh, transfer from an architect to a builder, right? All those have huge lessons that pay back your return on investment, but you shouldn't think about it just like that. Anything that you're doing, I think one of our secrets to success is not just return on investment. What is the future foundation that that's setting like in addition to the return on investment what is that future what are you doing how is it setting you up for the future both of the courses do that one it's not just teaching you revit with revitrocketship.com it's teaching you how to think about construction Mm. by mimicking how you model Mm. Um, and you can use that to win over clients because you can talk about your takeoffs your uh, limiting errors. So it's not just teaching Revit, it's helping you out in business and in practicality. Architect to builder, same thing. You, your return on investment, you're becoming a builder or you're just, some of these students just learning the building process and that's helping you mm. that way. What the future foundation is, set, is setting you up for is those architecture clients. When they have a decision to make and you're basically on par and maybe fees and, and design skills because a lot of architects are awesome at design. Who are they going to go with? The person that's actually built and is incorporating that into their drawings or the one that isn't? It's easy, easy for the clients to say that one. So I think this is a framework for you to decide what you're going to do, not only judging things on return investment for anything, not just what we're talking about, but also how does it set up your future foundation to kind of step up above just that return on investment. So if you're interested in those, go to revitrocketship.com or uh, architectsguide2.com. 
I want everybody to go on a journey with me starting right now. I want you to open up a web browser. I'm doing it myself. I want you to go to PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. I want you to hit that enter button. I want you to click on Benelli. And I want you to browse through the windows that Pella offers through the Benelli line with me. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because uh, this Monday's episode of Monday Morning Coffee is going to feature a rep from a technical manager from uh, Benelli. Uh, His name is, one second here, it is James Lee. James is the design and the manufacturing engineering lead at Benelli, and he oversees all things nerdy, including design, development, manufacturing, production, equipment procurement, and maintenance, and constant improvement. So it's a great uh, episode. He actually shares with us some details and some stuff that um, sets their windows apart. But the best thing, and I believe Alex is even looking at in one of his projects, the Benelli line for uh, a house that we will be building soon uh, because it, 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 it sort of meets all of these needs we're trying to do. It's super modern, super contemporary. Um, they do direct set. They do uh, fin set windows. And I'm just looking through here, and I hope everybody else is following along with me too. These are super awesome windows. Check those out. Remember, Pella doesn't set the standard. They make the standard for luxury windows. So check those guys out. PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. Head in there. Check that out. Check out all their lines. Benelli, Durotherm, Graybill, Riley. Check out the gallery. Contact them. Let them know that Inside the Firm sent you. Awesome. Um, okay. Let's, let's go to what this uh, show is titled. How to Win Without Winning. Oh, yeah. That is what I titled it, huh? I even have our marketing team. uh, They already sent me the card that we use for the YouTube. If you're not watching YouTube, I highly recommend that you do watch uh, YouTube uh, and check us out on there. You'll see my beautiful punum. You'll see Al's beautiful punum. What is that? The punums will be the punum, you know, the face. What language is that? It's from uh, Dr. Evil. Remember that? Uh, It's from the... um, Uh, um, I know who you're talking about. Austin Powers. Yeah. Pun... Um, did you recently watch this? Yes, I did watch it. Oh, Hebrew for pay for face. How dare you? How dare you? Okay, you're not I being much put, of a mensch. <laughs> I have to put my this, wife's half Jewish. Uh, 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 on my list of things to yeah, watch. We do Those not. are so good. Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. We watched Mercury Rising. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Okay. Anyways, people can look it up. Yeah. So, how to win without winning? What does that mean? Here's what it means: is first of all, always get paid up front. What do I mean by that? If you're going after a project, let's say you sign uh, in two different ways. You could either be solicited and basically do an RFP. We went over that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, maybe never do it or or if you're going to do it, always get paid up front. So we were RFP'd recently to do a, a second set of tiny houses for a Fortune 500 company. Uh, we uh, we're very hesitant to go after it and do any kind of work up front, putting together a a uh, design, some design modifications, a preliminary budget, all of those things. And the thing that sweetened the deal for me and made it worth worth, worth my time and our my assistant's time in the firm, Katie, was we asked for a retainer up front to get going on it. And it was only, it, it wasn't refundable. Um, it would have been rolled into the final contract. project and contract if we got it. So uh, what that allowed us to do is then... We got word, I think on Monday of this last week, that we did not get the project. We were not awarded the project. They went with another firm. And I got to tell you, so it's hard to sometimes separate, I think, emotion from business. We are, at the end of the day, human beings. 
Sure. Right? We have emotions. We have a left brain. We have a right brain. Yep. Spider brain. But when Al told me the news, I was like, nah. I mean, I was I disappointed? Like, is it a lot more work? Would it have been uh, another great project? Yes. But I didn't have any emotional attachment to it whatsoever. And I felt like we already won without winning. So we lost. And I felt mm. like we won without winning because it was like we did get paid for that work. Well, we, it was no skin off of our backs. We weren't wasting our time. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Billable. I mean, you take one week of me not doing any kind of billable work and another staff member. That is, that is a large chunk of change. That's a large chunk of change. The other thing I was going to say though, by besides it being a win, it was because it was a cool project. And one of the staff members, which is a new staff members, got to work on a cool project, yes. use their talents to put it together. It was great. That's why. And I think that's why you're saying like talking about the emotion, they were more emotional into losing yes. it. Yeah, because it was and their first, first, first real serious paid effort, professional to tell a story. <laughs> yep, think try about to win it. the try to win the client over, and uh, obviously they want to do well and you know climb the ladder so to speak within wherever company they're working in and, and show that they're valuable. Yeah. Um, but th- that maybe that's it is is like well we were th- don't worry we were both valuable because we got paid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and too, it just honestly with, with these types of projects. Um, and also this is the same way I feel about competitions. You, you could be the best and still not picked like it, 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 it's, it's people subjectively picking. They might have different reasons for picking, um, that you didn't know about. So it, it's totally fine. You, you can't, can't win them all. Yeah. But I tell you what, Al's got to win. I do have a win. Yeah. yeah. So Al's this is this segment is brought to you by me. Uh, Al's building saga update. Yeah. So this is a continuation on when I said Denver stinks <laughs> last time. Uh, basically, just give me the runaround. And essentially, they they kept canceling on coming and just literally knocking on the doors for inspections. And I, I was very upset last Thursday. I didn't even write the email on Friday. I think I wrote it Monday morning. Um, and I was thinking about it, like, how am I going to write this email without just like laying into them, telling them they stink, telling them it's, you know, now this is their fault, blah, blah, blah. I, that's not the right approach at all. So I use the old uh, marriage trick, I statements, <laughs> I statements. Meaning, tell, tell me about this. Okay. Tell me in. Sir. So it wasn't just I statements, but it was uh, basically laying out the steps of, of what happened. So you avoided the use of I. No, no, no. I, I avoided until the end, like just the use of blaming it on them. You know, like, hey, we had this issue. This is how I addressed it. Then we had this issue, other issue. This is how I addressed it. Then, you know, then this, then there was, and what I mean is like, um, then, then we had another inspection and the the two inspections ago, it said it was at one, but you came at 11. Uh, and I was out at Safeway building official couldn't meet me there. So then on the other inspections, I got there at eight 30 in the morning doing everything I can to make sure this goes as smoothly for the client and the billing department and multiple statements of like, I'm doing everything I can to help out and then ended it with like, uh, this, this needs to change. We need to reassign a new building official, one that will actually showed up. And then I put the heat on, like didn't even have the decency to, 
to, to show up. So it's basically showing like, hey, I know you guys had concerns. I'm clearly taking the steps to do everything that I can. So they know that you're not just, I don't know, blowing them off. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm doing all this, you guys need to do something. And it was a head building official. Uh, literally that same morning, he figured it out. He did a solution. It all worked out great. But I think that's a way to approach it is to let, let them know that you are doing everything in their power. And you can state it without blaming. You can just state the facts that like they didn't show up. Mm-hmm. They won't even show up. Like it just shows this stark contrast, like without it saying like, what are you doing? Why are you being terrible? This is, you know, like it, it's just factual and it shows that contrast. So then they're like, okay, maybe we should step up and do something about this because clearly this person is getting there at eight thirty in the morning for any inspection because our guys will show up whenever. And then they're not even showing up. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Well, congratulations either way. That was a big one. Thank you. And we even got our last little check on that project the other day. Yeah. So very exciting. Do do with it. It's already spent. Yeah. The no, government. we didn't. There's another one coming. Oh, is there? Yep. Wow. Look at this guy. Surprising me. Another one coming. Happy, happy for me. I want you to do something now. Yep. Okay. Um, so the next segment here is called the executive decision process. And I've got a little treat for you. Okay. Okay. So I want you to go into the episode 219 folder Ooh, okay. on the server here. Okay. There's a PDF to open. And I'm, I'm right now, so I just popped it up here and I'm going to share it with everybody who's watching YouTube. I'll kind of describe oh. it too for the, oh yeah, I made this. The, so the You made this with design. You don't know Photoshop. This I, is a lie. Okay. Who did you pay? Uh, I used Canva. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I use Canva, which is very simple. I would love it if they would become a sponsor. I don't uh, know why, but anyway, so um, we aren't we aren't doing a family vacation this year, uh, summer vacation, and so uh, what? Instead, what I've been doing is I've been taking Wednesdays off in July and some of August, and before we start school, that's my vacation. When I took this last Wednesday off. As Alex and I are both doing, running an architecture firm, we're running a construction firm. And what I had hoped that would be able to happen is I checked in with everybody on a Tuesday right before I was going to leave. Just for, I was going to be out of service up in the mountains. No, there's no service up there. And I said, okay, you guys should be on autopilot, right? There's no more major questions. There's no more problems. We should, you guys should be able to answer questions. And I said, and I told the construction foreman, if you need to go in and talk to somebody at the office or just call them. Here's your point of contact. Make some decisions. Yep. I, you, we need to keep moving ahead. We can't have any waste. We literally can't waste an hour or two anymore in this project. We have to just yeah. go, 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 go. Right. You know what it's like. So, uh, I got back into service late Wednesday and I saw a text come across my screen from the construction foreman. And I said, Hey, we got a problem. And then they weren't able to solve the problem and make the decision on that. So what I've got pulled up here is I've got pulled up this little diagram. It's called Executive Decisions Made Easy, a Helpful Guide. And so I don't know how we put this in the principles or how it works. It's going to be my two-second lean meeting yeah. next week in a week. But here's the process, right? And I think this maybe helps for anybody uh, who has trouble just just making a decision. So there's, there's three big things, right? <clears throat> especially with architecture and construction. And that is number one, is there a code or life safety concern that I can't solve? 
and then your your decision it's binary from here it's yes there's i can't solve this i need i cannot solve this i can't make that decision if you answer yes you wait for management that's appropriate if you answer no great move on to the next question the next question is is there a cost or a time loss if we don't solve the problem today if there's not uh or sorry if there if there is and i have this wrong don't i oh yeah yeah. yep i gotta switch it around sorry if there is i'll photoshop that later there you go if there is a, a cost or time loss if we don't solve this problem today, then and there and there is, then uh, I need to. Oh no, I did this right. I think you did. If there isn't though, then you can then you can wait for management. Because if like we're not losing time or we're not losing money, then okay, fine. Then they obviously moved on to a new task. We didn't lose any of that. You can wait for me to come back on Thursday, or yep. you Al, or somebody else. If there is. Um, if, if there is going to be a loss of time or money, great. Move on to the next question. Answer. Yes. Then the last question is, is there an aesthetic or a design goal that I can maintain? Construction people can answer this question. Also design people can answer this question, right? Yep. If there, if there, if there isn't right, um, then you could wait for management. Okay. Like if you can't, if you can't as the designer or the constructor, maintain the aesthetic and what we're trying to achieve well obviously you got to wait for me however if you can maintain it don't wait for me solve the problem there's the flow chart what do you think so so i love the idea i i want to suggest flipping it on its head interesting with with the same result cool so think about the because what tell me if this statement is true what you're trying to get to is hey you can make a decision please Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. So here, here, here's the flip. So where you have uh, wait for management. Yeah. That needs to be make a decision. I'll tell you why. So you just like you'd put make a decision. Make a decision. And the other one, and then where it says. Don't wait for management. Then that one says wait for management. Interesting. Because, and, and, and here's why. Because I want, because. We want them to make a decision. This flowchart says answer three questions correctly, and then you don't have to wait for management, which I rather have the wording positive, make a decision. So this is like, we might have to rethink it, but like, um, it, uh, is this a life safety concern? Is this a code or a life safety concern that I can't solve? So, or, I, so I can't solve it. And if I say I can't solve it before getting into the weeds, what I'm getting at is the, the, the same concept, but you have, you have three, you have three ways saying wait for management. That's Mm -hmm. the opposite. We want three ways for you to say, to make the decision. Yes. And we want one way for you to make the management. Okay. So reduce what I'm saying. Reduce the path. Yep. I see what you're saying. Where, where I, I don't know how to do it right now in my head, but basically like, Hey, is this not a life safety concern? Make a decision. Is this not going to affect the budget or uh, extend time frame? Make a decision. Stay tuned for uh, uh, next week's episode. Yeah. Is this where an we're going to figure that we're going to figure this out? Thing I can solve. Paint. Make make the decision. So all those arrows, and then then you know if they're no, then you can go through the other. I way. think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. I think this was. I'm yeah. So this was just my draft attempt. Exactly. I would love to see Alex's. Oh damn! Tweet. I gotta do it. Well, I mean, 
I guess that's fair. I think, yeah, yeah. I, I think we got to think about it because I don't know how to word exactly. It. Think about but it. Yeah. Either way, just understand that the, why we're bringing this up is like we are trying to. We got F, if you go to f nine if you go to f nine f nine productions com, and then you go look at uh, um, if you just go look at our uh, home and then f nine foundations. Right, we've got nine principles, and I'm not saying we show this outward externally, right? But somewhere it would be good to bring this up to staff once we have it kind of established and, and say like, like this is what we this is what we're expecting yep. if you're in a management position yeah yeah exactly i think that'd be great yep. i think that'd be great because if it doesn't affect those three you make a decision yeah i see what you're saying interesting there you go that was my little segment i had for cool. that i like it yeah i like it well this might be a shorter one actually not i mean we're probably no, that's fine. Oh, we're 20 minutes in. This oh. is not short. Okay. Uh, let's, let's listen to our best friend. See what he has to say with Nick Reeds. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. Spent the last year Rocky Mountain Way. Couldn't get much higher. Out to pasture. Think it's safe to say. Time to open fire. And we don't need the ladies crying because the story's sad. Because the Rocky Mountain Way is better than the way we had. Whoa. Well, he's telling us this and he's telling us that. Changes it every day. Says it doesn't matter. Bases are loaded and cases at the bat. Playing it play by play. It's time to change the batter. And we don't need the ladies crying, cause the story's sad. Uh-uh. Rocky Mountain Way is better than the way we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Rocky Mountain Way. Rocky Mountain Way. By Joe Walsh. Toodles! Toodles! <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. No, that makes me think of <laughs> He should not quit his day job. I mean, he should quit his day job. Give it a Nick, go. Nick, quit your day job. Start singing. Uh, every time I read lyrics, because there's some great songs that I'm like, I got to just look up the lyrics. When you see the lyrics, I don't know if you've ever looked it up. How do they know that that's going to be a great song? Or, or, or how do they know it's going to work? Because I feel like a lot of writers write songs out and then perform it. Like, are they singing in their head? I don't. I am highly so you're not in so my wife I canceled Netflix and then I my mom my wife got it again. Yeah. I highly suggest that you educate yourself, sir, and you go watch This Is Pop. It is. I don't have Netflix. Maybe uh, I'll sign in through. I highly recommend you watch. This I would is never Pop. do that. It's so good. It is so good. Uh, so what it, what it is 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 they are it's a documentary it's like seven parts long, and did you know that most pop songs in in the United States in the world for that matter, originate from one studio in Sweden. Ooh. Yes, it's so interesting. So so that so what they do is they, they how many what and what, what did you say what was that stat one. Most, just most, most, 50%, Mo- over 50% for okay. sure. And then after you watch this, if you, if you, it, it, let, people who are listening and whatever, if you watch this, you'll see that like, oh yeah, they did the Backstreet Boys. They did 
NSYNC. They did Britney Spears, Shania Twain. Free Britney. Hashtag. Hashtag free Britney. Um, all of these uh, super poppy bands have yeah. worked with have worked with these these this Swedish studio. It all starts with ABBA, and it ends with... <sighs> ABBA. Yep. It all starts with ABBA and ends with like Britney type of thing. But um, what I'm getting at Lady is... Lady Gaga. If you listen to some Lady Gaga songs, they're like, is that ABBA? Yes! Yeah. Like okay. Alejandro. Do you know that song? Yes. Alejandro. Like, that's an ABBA song. Yeah. From back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do, 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 so they just rehash them. So, yeah. exactly. Um, so they, for instance, they did Ace of Bass, right? You remember Ace of Bass? Oh, I might have been thinking about Ace of Bass. I might have been mixing those up. Ace of Bass it, it, it is all makes a Swedish band. Yeah. Okay. And so what they did is, here's how they wrote their music. And most of these people are writing this music is... They start with the melody, then they do the lyrics. So Ace of Bass would go even further. Dance dance music was super huge in, um, it still is obviously, but like in Europe, it was massive at that time. Just, just like electronica. So what they would do is they would test out their melodies on the dance floor and they would tweak them yeah. every night. And they would they would make it so like oh my god now the people are grooving thirty after thirty days of doing this we have everybody dancing on day one we only had maybe five people dancing yeah they're like boom we got that taken care of okay now we're gonna add lyrics to it so then we reach the uh, the English uh, the American audience which is like an eleven billion dollar industry sure. compared to their hundred million right giant difference and then they got the whole world and they have like one of the top selling albums and singles of all time ever uh, what band is this. Ace of bass. Ace of bass. But they started with the melody. So, wow. <laughs> I love that. No, know how computers are going to take over? I don't. So they're going to put scanners in these uh, dance clubs. And then they're going to play a melody. And then see how many people physically move. And the amount that they're gyrating. And then just adjust base it, it on there. there. Yep, base it off Amazing. there. Amazing. And the Postal Service. You know that band? Yes. You know, they work I the same way. I forgot about them. So the, the, the band members would make the song. They would send it on a tape via the postal service oh, yeah. to whoever the singer was, and then he would just put the lyrics over it. Yeah, yeah. Because then they made a, it, then they made an album. That's why I was that. confused. Is because even if you're singing it, like, what are you singing it, and then you're gonna sing it to the guys, and then they're gonna put. I mean, I'm sure there's different ways to do it, but it's always a mystery. Yeah. Not anymore, apparently. Yeah. Sweden. Thank you, Sweden. Thank you, Sweden. Thank you, Sweden. Dude, isn't that Daft Punk? Are they from Sweden too? No, 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 no. They're from France. They're from Paris. Okay. All right, what do we got next? That Let's was bring, music talk. We yeah. knew that was going to get there. Bring down the crew for ARE Jeopardy. All right. All right, number one. Which of these can help avoid the unrealistic expectations that often lead to disagreements and construction litigation? Is it A, better renderings? B, an increased budget? C, a more enlightened and educated client? Or D, an honest assessment of achievable results. What is the answer? We got them up. D, D, A. The correct answer is D. An honest assessment of achievable results. Uh, number two, a building permit does what? A, does not shift the responsibility to, uh, uh, from, sorry, does not shift the responsibility from design deficiencies from the licensed design professional to the building official. B, is a guarantee the design is error-free. C, transfers liabilities for code compliance errors from the design professionals to the permitting jurisdiction. D, relieves the architect from liabilities related only to ordinance not affecting life 
safety? That was a great tricky question. That was a bad one. You just be better guess on that. Okay, we got A and C. D, correct answer is A. Does not shift the responsibility from design to efficiencies from the design licensed design professional to the building official. All right. Question three. Uh, during the final round of re review, during the CD phase of a project, the construction costs are estimated to exceed funds by 12%. What should the architect recommend to the owner? A, allocate the contingency budget to the overages. B, reduce the project square foot. C, incorporate design alternatives into the document. D, tell the owner to hope for the best. Buckle up. Buckle up, buckaroo. B, A, B. So yeah, so A was allocate to contingency budget to overage. Nope, just because contingency that is there for a reason. Uh, B reduces project square foot. Nope, because you're already uh, in the final round of CD, so like you've already done basically everything. The correct answer is C. Incorporate design alternatives into the document. So if this roof material is all wood, hey, maybe we're not doing that. Um, if there's some other fancy thing, maybe not. Okay. Question four, uh, which of the following tree arrangements is best suited for optimal solar energy utilization for uh, control and control for a house in the Northeast region of the United States? Is it deciduous trees on the West? That's a B deciduous trees on the East. Is it C deciduous trees on the North or D deciduous trees on the South? <laughs> Which of the following tree arrangement is best suited in the northeast uh, region of the United States? You're from the northeast. Yes, I got that. Yeah. What is it? Indeed. What <laughs> is it? All right. Hold them up. C. C, B, uh, <laughs> south was D. D is the correct answer, right? Um, you want that the leaves in the summer and then they fall in the winter so that the sun comes in. So that's fall. what you're doing. Fall is fall. Okay. Two, what do we got? Three, two, two. 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 Zero. Two, okay, seven. we have a tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Marky Mark. All right, Ross coming in. Okay, is everyone ready? All right. A two-hour rated steel stud interior partition wall is composed of how many layers of 5 eighths inch type X gypsum wallboard? There you we go. It. <laughs> wow. Four. Two on each side, right? Yep. There we go. Awesome. That is it for me. Go check out Architect's Guide 2 and uh, RevitRocketTrip.com. Lance? Make sure you uh, hit that like button. Smash, smash it. it. Is yeah, that what I'm talking about? Mark again. Say. Smash that like button. Hit the subscribe on the YouTube. Leave us a five-star review. We will see you next week.